From Relay FM, this is the Pan Addict episode 398. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined across the podcasting table by Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm very well, very fine, very dandy, my friend, especially because of a delivery that arrived at, I am not joking, 10 p.m. last night. What? Is that normal? Is, that's not like postal service, right? That's like additional delivery Parcel service. Parcel force, like a... which is like mm-hmm. the... the it's pretty much like the Royal Mail, but just like a parcel company. Wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. Parcel Force? Parcel Force, yeah. Nice. That's it's like a great Space name, Force. right? Space Force here in the US. Yeah, yeah Parcel Force. I, I, <laughs> I think Parcel Force used to be a part of the Royal Mail or is part of the Royal Mail. It's kind of spun out. Mm-hmm. It's not really important, but it's like sure. it is effectively the national. Uh, yeah, over 25 years, a long history is part of the Royal Mail Group. There you go. So, Parcel Force, owned by the Royal Mail, but it's like a separate thing which deals with parcels only. So, it's larger packages um, and has slightly different rates and services, that kind of thing. So, it's completely <laughs> unnecessary, but that, that is why uh, I'm it arrived. thoroughly interested in this. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, that's what it, it arrived 10 well, p.m. Well, it's, it's the 10 p.m. thing, right? It's like who is delivering at 10 p.m.? I want to know. And apparently, it's Parcel Force. Parcel Force. Uh, but it was a big surprise to everybody. But it, the pen was. Supposed to was supposed to arrive yesterday. This is the mm-hmm. Bung Box eighth anniversary four B pen. It arrived. Brad, I got a very upsetting customs. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was a it was a big one. Because uh, they took a you know it it went through customs and I paid my twenty percent tax. Oh uh, my god. So, you know, this it, I should have paid it. I had to pay it. I'm fine mm. with paying it because I should know, right? Like it yeah. is a thing. I I should tax is something that occurs. Fine, but it was just wow. Mm. Yeah. You're going to have to take a out a special insurance policy just for this pen. I sat down yesterday and took a look at uh, for for reasons which will become uh, clear soon, um, <laughs> and again is like the reason I bought this pen, um, yes. which ever I'll be able I'm going to be able to talk about in like a week or two, but yeah. a big thing, big change to my working life that I'm very excited about. Um, I just want to make clear because people keep bringing this up. We are not having a baby right now. People keep thinking <laughs> that we're having a baby right now, and uh, it is not a thing. Um, we're not uh, right now in our lives there is no baby coming um but anyway so uh (laughs) i was looking at my pens yesterday and was kind of working out like the most expensive ones Mm -hmm. um and it now lies this one uh my king of pen my 1911 king of pen Mm -hmm. and my now like Brooks customized mm-hmm. uh, Pro Gear King of Pen. I think they are my most expensive pens. Oh, this one by a pretty decent margin. Mm, I would have to work it out though, Brad. To well, be you honest. bought the 1911 in person, and I mean, I know how much that cost. Yeah, which but, was a lot, but not as much as this. I would have to bounce. I am not a hundred percent sure right now without checking like actual prices between <laughs> this and the other King of Pen because I had, you know, it. I have real like a work, Arushi work done on it. Like that was expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, That's like that was yeah. an expensive pen price in itself on top Before. of the pro gear price. But that was a cheaper price because we got a really mm-hmm. good deal on those. So I'd have yeah, to work yeah. it out. But this one definitely is sitting amongst uh, that that 
list now. Elite company. So tell me about it. It's, I mean, it's it's fantastic. Um, it, the the texture of it is so unique and interesting. The pen is kind of cold to the touch, and I'm not sure why. Um, because I actually I don't I don't really know what this pen is made from. Honestly, like I don't know mm-hmm. what the material is because I never I've never actually ran Google Translate on the uh, on the page mm-hmm. itself. Um, but it feels it feels very good. Uh, I like that um, there is like this gold line right around the very like tail end of the pen. Okay. So one of the like the the clear divots is filled in with gold, which is very nice. Oh, that's interesting. Right. So it's in the pictures, but I hadn't noticed it until I, I got it. That. Right. The B at the end with the rod in it is awesome because it like you basically can't see it unless light goes over it and then you see mm-hmm. the rod in. Um Yeah, I you know, I absolutely love uh this. Oh, it is as I had I think I'd read this, but the blue lacquer is a rushi mm-hmm. inside of like the little um ridges. So it's like a su- this is a super weird pen in a in like good ways. I don't have anything like it. Uh the grip section is uh metal like the other like the fifth anniversary yeah so like it's dark like uh i think they what do they call it ion 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 black ion yeah I think is their terminology something like that mm-hmm. but it, you know I, I have a couple of these now and it really changes the way the pro gear feels because it puts the yes. weight in the in the end um so it's a very very different feeling and then the the nib matches it Right in color, yes. Uh, it's like the black iron, as you say, the ionized or whatever it is, uh, mm. and then it has the B logo on the on the nib. Uh, I got a zoom nib, which works fantastically. I was agonizing a little on what pen, uh, what ink to put in this because mm-hmm. the the cap says blue black on it. Right, right. I mean, four four B is bung box blue black. Is yep. what four B stands. So the the cap says bung box blue black like that's what mm-hmm. the, the writing mm-hmm. on the cap says so uh i put lamy petrol in it <laughs> close enough i mean that's a good ink. it's the only that's blue black color. that i own um and i actually i don't think i've ever used it um but i really love it it's a great mm-hmm. color um and it th- with the zoom nib it does a uh, lays down a lot of inks so you see the blue and black variation yes. in it which is really nice so i would like to get bung box 4b but I didn't. I, I didn't think about that at the time. Um, but that's uh, that's now on my list. Is that an ink that is like readily available, or was that just? Uh... I think in the normal bung box lineup, you can now get it, which means like some retailers will have it. Like you'd be able to pick it up at a pen show, you know, maybe. All right, so I, I will keep that. Will be a Atlanta pen show purchase for me then, mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I can find like, it. Like I have one of the old. Uh, like when they first came out with the vase bottles, like that's my 4B bottle. I haven't bought one in the new like ink pot bottles, but that's how they have them now. And I think, I think it's sort of available, but actually I, I haven't looked for it in a while. So yeah. So that will be on, on my You list. should be able to get it. This for me though, like, uh, you know, I look at my collection of Pro Gears, which is, or Sailor Pens, which is extensive at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very proud of that collection because you know, they like the Retro 51 before it. They really, um, I believe that they show my, uh, kind of my personality, I think, in, yes. in pens because they're so expressive and I love that. And I have so many and they're all so different 
Um, and I have so many. And what I like about these more than the Retro 51 is that I also have like different nibs and stuff. So they will perform differently in different inks. So they have different colors. Like it's more, it can, I can express more and, and enjoy more about them that way, you know, which I, which I really like. I, I, I love that. And uh, I'm very proud of this collection. And this, this pen is going to occupy an important part of that because it is so weird, so different, and also so rare that they only made 88 of them. Um, and so that kind of, in a way, as a collector, uh, excites me, right? It's a brilliant pen. I mean, I don't think there's any two ways about it. It's just like everything about it's fantastic. It's I, lo- I love it. I can't wait to see expensive. it. It is crazy expensive. Yeah. But... Lots of pens are, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, I can swing like one or two of those a year, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe one. <laughs> so, like, I've bought my Galaxy, you know, late last year. I bought my, I bought a King of Pen Tangerine this year. Like, I'm not looking to, like, drop another, like, crazy amount. But you never know what comes up. That's the, that's the thing is, like... You don't have to have the FOMO too bad because something else always comes down the line, right? Like, the, right. like the Bung Box Eighth Anniversary pen, which is just really a brilliant pen. Love it. I'm very happy to own this now. And so, like yeah. you know, I think when I when I go to pen shows and bring my sailor pens, I, I really think at this point the pens that will make the people that will be the most interested in is this one. My now Brooks customized Arushi Pro uh, King of Pen. Are you I reckon that in, in Atlanta? Oh, I'll be bringing it. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you have it? You have it now? Oh, yeah, I have it. Oh. Yeah, we've spoken about it. I have it. I knew. I've seen the pictures, but I didn't realize it was in your hands. Yeah, yeah. I've had it for a few weeks. It's it's stunning. I love it. Uh, And then, like, the Royal royal Purple one with the sparkles in it that I got from Pensachi. And also the the Wancha Japan Steel, like, the hands, not steel. Yes, smallpox pen. Yeah. Yes, that's smallpox pen. That's a great pen. I, I keep just think going those back four and forth. are so unique, um, and so I think people will like them. Yep, very cool. I love them. They're my favorites. Um, I wanted to do a bit of follow up real quick because it's been something hilarious that we have done. <laughs> we keep talking about the curadas and wondering where the no. twist is in the knock. This yeah. was not a thing from the curadas, right? It was the Pilot Cat Plus, which also has a twist-knocking mechanism. Right. But those pens were happening around the same time. so We covered we them, them back to back. Yeah. So we got them confused of each other. But the not pen that has the knock-twist mechanism is actually the new Pilot Cat Plus, not yeah. the Curadas. Cool. Yeah. So you were confused, and then I didn't catch it. Well, because it seemed right to me. <laughs> okay, well, there you go then. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I can't remember. I forgot that the pilot clap, like we covered those back to back on mm-hmm. whichever episode that was a few episodes ago. And then that's what the title came from was the uh, the knock, knock, twisting knock of the, the pilot, the new pilot capitalist, which seems, yep. you know, utterly ridiculous. So thank you so. to everybody that pointed that out. <laughs> um, continuing the follow-up train, I got my choosing keeping platinum care package oh nice yeah so that came in um like on monday or something like that um it's really amazing like this kit like you got this whole kit right like you talked about it last week did you get the notebook because i don't remember you talking about the notebook i did but the as nice as the notebook is uh it's lined yes i chose the color for you by the way 
Oh, man, it's brilliant. There was a color choice. They had one to match every color of the Curados. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, this is, my God, this is perfect. I love this notebook, even though it is lined. Um, I just opened it up yesterday. This is this is like a book. Like, I mean, like a book you would pull off the shelf to read, like mm-hmm. a novel or something. The way it's bound <laughs> and the way it's styled. Um, yes, it is lined, but I have already found a use for it. I've already been writing in it. I don't think this paper is going to be very fountain pen friendly, which is interesting. I'm using an extra fine platinum, uh, well, Nakaya nib in it, inked mic with the the blue black mount fuji platinum ink cartridges of course mm-hmm. you know the five percent uh five i love this like you read it last week contains five percent of the natural water sourced from the base of mount fuji how nice right yeah so it's a it's a little bit darker than platinum stock blue black which i do not like like i like fine it's just not really a blue black um this one's great i this notebook is fascinating um just in the way it's 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 built. It's really uniquely styled. I hope they sell these. Like, I don't need another one if they're going to continue to be lined, but I think they just look so good. I don't know what the deal is with them, but they were for sale separately in Choosing Keeping. Like, you could buy them. Like, how much was it? Do you have any recollection? Was it I, in, like, the 20-pound range, I'm guessing? I'm going to say yes, but I don't remember. Like, it doesn't seem... It, would, it, wouldn't, it doesn't seem to be, you know, like some special, like, $80 notebook or anything like that. But I think just for what it is, it's really nice. And I think people would like it. Although, I need to put some heavier fountain pen inks um, to the test on it. Because I'm not convinced that they're going to work well with this paper. It seems like an absorbent paper. Um, even with the extra fine nib that I'm using. So, yeah, it's really cool. And I like the postcard set that you were trying to explain uh, last week. And, mm-hmm. like, I get it now. Like, it's a really... It's basically like a mini book, right? Like there's a couple of postcards you can use for, you know, mailing and writing letters, but it's really like telling the story of the history of platinum. And I thought it was really neat. So very well done, platinum. Yeah, those those uh, postcards, though, they were written by um, Choosing Keeping. Yeah, I was wondering because they have all of the Choosing Keeping branding on there. And mm-hmm. I'm, I was wondering if, you know, platinum did it in collaboration with them and if they did that like if they had like you know five other in stores around the world did they get their own set of cards with their own shop branding or whatever i think so so like yeah. platinum provided i believe the imagery and mm-hmm. and some information and, and choosing keeping row up like uh text um to accompany each of the images this is really nice like again like yeah. if you can make it go to the store while they have all this stuff because during like i put a link in the show notes so you can see what the fu- the, the 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 books look like because if you buy um a platinum pen there right now you get one of those books and a mm. bag do you got the tote bag i did it's Very great nice. i love the logo yep um i also got the the curios brochure which is the last thing i want to point out mm-hmm. at no point in any picture of the Curidos in the brochure. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven images of the Curidos. At no point do they show the fin coming out the back, Close except <laughs> in the um technical drawing, there's like a line around the back which is kind of hidden. Like you don't notice it. You think it's just like, you know, part of this little technical drawing, like this cutout. 
uh, piece, and I would have never even caught that if I didn't see it on the real pin. At no point during the real pin being in use do they ever show that pointing out. So now that we know that it's there, now I'm look now I'm seeing that it's not in their marketing. So it's interesting. Hmm. All right. Um, I wanted to bring up the review I did on Monday, Mike, which is the Venetian Card Company Artist Series card. Did you get a chance to look at this review? I read it this morning, yeah. What do you think about a product like this? It's not for me. Yeah, I, I like I get that, right? Like this is a very strange thing that I I ran into it at the Philadelphia Pen Show and I was talking to the artist his name's Zach and I'm looking like I saw the um the pen stands first, like he makes these pen stands out of plaster. He's essentially a plaster artist. And he makes these pen stands, and I'd seen them on Instagram. And then I saw these cards, and it was all this plaster artwork, essentially, plastered on a card, for lack of a better term. And the card backing is like a postcard or note card. And in his regular, you know, his regular artwork and his his plaster work and his sculpture work he would give these to his clients as part of, you know, their, um, their commission or their order of their artwork. That was like the thank you note. And then the clients were like, well, can we buy these cards separately so we can send them to our friends? It's like, well, uh, maybe that's a thing. And he made these cards and I think they're just a super unique thing. Now, the kicker is these are crazy expensive, right? Like a single card like this. I bought like the high end card. I think the regular price is like $89. So it's like a gift in and of itself. But like you could, yeah, it's, it's like a, you could one of frame them, though, it right? as like, a, it's just one. Yeah. A single yeah, card. Yeah. It's like a single piece of artwork basically, but you send it as a postcard or a thank you note or something like that. And like people will just frame the card as art right? It's that type of thing. So like, it's definitely not for everybody, but I just came up way impressed with the technique and the application. And you know, I like these types of things anyway, right? The, the real artsy type stuff. So it kind of stuck with me. Um, you know, I was taken aback by the price when he first said it. It's like, whoo, yeah, that's a lot. And, um, the, like the more I thought about it, you know, the more I couldn't really like get away from it. And I was like, I think I need one of these and like, I'm going to send it. Um, I did not send it to you, Mike, just so you know. Um, I didn't want to risk it going, <laughs> going overseas, but I did write a letter. It is out in the wild. The recipient has received it. Um, so I don't know. I'm interested to see how it traveled in the post. Um, that's going to be my follow-up to that little review. But I wanted to, to share that because I think it's such a, an odd and unique item. And I think the, if you're even like slightly interested in this and balking at the price, there is a lower price point um, that's still outrageously priced, like the $30 cards, but they're really neat. And um, yeah, I just wanted to give them a shout out because I really like this product, even though it's not something I'm going to, you know, buy maybe more than like once a year or twice a year. If I have, a f- you know, the interest in sending someone a special, special note. Yeah, it's not, that's not for me, man. Not you, bro. No, I get it. No. It's not a lot of people for sure. No. I was I was surprised. Like I was I read over the art call a couple of times because I, I thought I misread that it was only one that you got. Oh yeah. No, it was only one. <laughs> I could buy it. Oh, I could buy more. 
Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like that you... <laughs> yes. That was a single purchase. card for that yes. price. Yes. yes. It's a very considered purchase. You don't mm-hmm. make that purchase on a whim, right, no. for anyone who's interested in that type of thing. So, yeah. But, um, you know, it's one of those unique items that you run across of some run across sometimes uh, at pen shows, and I thought it was cool to cool to share. So you may remember one of my favorite little pens that I found in the last year was the uh, Caveco Student. Yes. But only in the 70 Soul. Remember, they had like a bunch of colors, but then they had a model called the 70 Soul, which was white body and an orange cap. It was just yeah. like super fun. They have some more colors. This is a point that they've just released. This was pointed out to me by Creatively O on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a blue and a green now for the cap. Uh, it's called the 60s Swing and the 50s Rock. Which mm-hmm. feels the wrong way around to me, but like you do, you, <laughs> right? Like I feel like yes. swing was more the fifties and rock is more the sixties, but correct. That's where they are. But you can you can <laughs> order those now. Um, I still think that the seventy soul is the best one, the orange one. Um, mm-hmm. But I like that they have doubled down on what makes this pen the only reason you would buy it because the standard color additions is too boring. So. And these colors line up exactly with the orange. Yes, of they're the not 70s. primary, right? Like, right. So the originals were primary, and they did not work as well as the seventy souls. Seventy soul did, and I'm guess Caveco's figuring that out. So it's a darker green and a deeper blue, yeah, which both look great with like the ivory type barrel and the gold and trim. and the gold trim and gold grip section. Obviously, gold so, color grip section. Yeah. So here's here's the thing. What do we need? We need the 80s has to be purple. Is it like the 80s wave? Like I, what would, we I think it should be pink. Or, but. Mm, I'm thinking purple mm. because that's going to fit in with that colorway. I would I, and I would call it like 80s pop anyway. 80s pop. Yeah. yeah. 80s pop. Or glam. It, yeah. It's got to be purple though. I'm feeling like, I'm feeling you, Kaveco. I right. see what you're doing here. Let's see if we can come up with an 80s, 80s pop and make it purple. It's got to be 80s pop, right? Like as much as I don't want it to be, but yeah, that's what it would be. But yeah, these are these are great pins. They're going to do super well. Um, I do have m- more follow up. We did the the OKB general election, um, recap like a couple of weeks ago. It's the big Japanese poll of stationary users for their favorite pins, mm-hmm. and we were at the time we were we had no clue what the number two ranked pin of the entire list yes that was when i was using uh google translate on the screen right yes so but then we figured it out um and it's called the zebra blend which is one of their emulsion ink pens and a very kind reader went and bought me that pen and sent it to me and i have it in my hand right here oh okay so this was the number two number two overall it was like Jetstream, which okay yeah great this pen and then, like, every other pen that you have heard of, like Zebra, Sarasic Clip, and Uniball, Signo DX, and just on and on and on, all that good all that good stuff. But this one was just, like, such a huge outlier for me. The idea around this pen is not as much as the refill, Mike, when I read the marketing of it. So, like, it is a lot around the refill, right? It's supposed to be this hybrid ballpoint ink, like the Jetstream, you know? It writes like a rollerball. I mean, like a ballpoint, but it's very dark like a rollerball. So, great. But what the blend tries to be is a a pen that cuts down on any of the vibration when you're writing like the way the grip section is made and the way 
the whole front end of the pin is weighted differently. Like it has a brass weight inside the pin body near the tip and, you know, it makes the center of gravity lower and the grip is like very soft and, and comfortable and it's supposed to absorb the vibrations. So it's like a whole, it's a whole thing around this pen. So yeah, there's the, there's the zebra blend for you and that's why it's number two, I guess. Um, I don't fully understand Yeah, this. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, do we understand lots of things? No, like the, the waiting thing. Yeah, like I look down, like I, if I unscrew the barrel, and I look down, like I see this brass ring around the inside of the barrel. Like it's, but, but you can't really, if I didn't read that, it's not that noticeable. You know, I don't go, oh boy, this pin is really front weighted, you know, or something like that. I don't particularly notice it. It's not, it's not, you know, an outrageous type of feel. Feels pretty normal. Like, which is, it, this is the long way of saying I really don't get why this pen is number two. It's not that great. Right. Like right, I wouldn't right. put it like it's probably not top ten out of that list for me. Um, part of it is because the ink is not that great. I think it's it's far inferior to the Jetstream ink. Even using this pen in the last couple of days, it has what I call uh, spider webbing or spidering. So like when you're writing with a ballpoint, you'll stop your letter lift the pin and then start a new letter and there'll be a string that connects that sometimes from a ballpoint. You know what I'm referring to? Like when I talk about that with a ballpoint ink, it's almost like a little sticky bit. Sure. Um, yeah, just say yeah. And um, Yes, I do. I 100% <laughs> know what you mean. Like if you're making, if you're marketing me as your, this is your super fat, fancy ink, I want it to be a little bit cleaner writing than that. Um, it's just not as clean as like a jet stream is. So yeah, I would I would I would uh, knock it for that. Um, this wonderful listener also sent me another pen. It's called the Zebra Fordia, F O R T I A. Um, it's the Fordia M, which is E M, which stands for, of course, emulsion. At least they changed it the Z emulsion out and just went with a regular emulsion. It's a really nice metal barrel pen it's a it's a slim barrel metal pen, and I think it's only like four bucks. I would almost, honestly go for this pen more than the blend i think and this pen actually when i look back on the list it was number 42 on the general election results so it's um also seems to be a, a pretty popular pen i would like i said i would kind of go for, i like this the way this 40 feels more than the blend so but like i said neither um do themselves any favors by having this zemulsion ink i think zebra's gel ink is is far superior and the Uniball Jetstream Hybrid ink is going to beat the emul Zebra's Emulsion ink every time. So there you have it. That's my vote for the OKB general election. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Should be heavily weighted for you, though. Mm. You should get, mm -hmm. like, super delegate votes or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace because you can create a website for your next idea or project. They give you everything you need to put your next work online, whether it's getting a unique domain name so people know where to go, right? So you have your website address all set, 
taking advantage of award-winning, beautiful, customizable templates that you can set exactly how you want. And they have so many options that you can choose from for different types of website, but you can also just build one from scratch. You can just use their tools to do that. But no matter what template you choose, they're super customizable. And they the, the templates are so fantastic because they also have like page structure and stuff. So we used one uh, for our wedding website and it gave us an idea of what we actually need to include on a wedding website, which is really useful. But you don't need to just build wedding websites or events or blogs. You can build anything with Squarespace, portfolios, online stores. They have a full capability for an online store, physical, digital goods, integrations with services that you need. You can even send out email campaigns to Squarespace now. They are the all-in-one platform that will let you put your project online. There is nothing to install or patch or upgrade. You don't have to worry about any of this stuff because they have got it covered for you. Squarespace have award-winning 24-7 customer support. So if you need any help, they can help you out. I've been using Squarespace for so many years now. Uh, it's the place that I go to build websites. Like I just don't go anywhere else. I know how to use Squarespace. It's super simple. I don't have to worry about all of the pain points, the things that I don't understand about how you get a website running. You have to worry about Preach. hosting. Exactly. <laughs> None of that, right? Like I don't, wor- don't want to think about any of that stuff. Like I, I just want to do whatever it is I want the website online for. Like There's a reason for it, right? The, the, I don't want to put a website on the internet so I can run the website. Like I don't care about that stuff i just want to be able to produce the work that goes there and squarespace enables that for me and for so many other people uh, you can go to squarespace.com slash panaddict right now and sign up for a free trial, no credit card needed. Then when you want to sign up for a plan, you can build your entire website, sign up for a plan to launch it out to the world to see it. Their plans start at just $12 a month, but you can get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show by using the offer code PANADDICT. That is squarespace.com PANADDICT and the code PANADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM, Squarespace make your next move make your next website i'm glad you put the namisu we're gonna go with naos naos n-a-o-s <sighs> yeah i don't know yeah the namisu chaos pen um i'm glad you put this in because we were just talking about it on stream yesterday i hadn't seen it before and someone brought it up and wanted my opinion on it and i gotta say like at first glance it looks great like it is a very namisu product right you look at this and you go mm-hmm. oh that's a namisu right they so have they're going this... with uh Naos. i just i just listened to the audio of the video to confirm like, that because i'd forgotten Naos. so i wasn't even close okay Naos. cool now does it Naos. mean some is there a meaning probably, probably Brad, like a greek probably. it's probably like the greek god of mm-hmm. swappable pen tips right that's what i'm thinking sure okay Okay, because that's what this pen is. So, right, it's a singular barrel mm-hmm. with two grip sections. Grip section for the fountain pen style, grip section for your ballpoint rollerball grip. I'm guessing this is Parker style. But a um, couple of things I wanted to point out. One, it's which an I ancient did. Greek temple. See, I was close. You were so close. <laughs> and it's also a hieroglyph uh, depiction of a temple or shrine. Okay. Well, um, the, it's this pen body is a wonderland, I guess. So yeah. it's um it's really well done. You know, yeah. it's typical Namisu. Like right, this is a Namisu product. Like you can see it from a mile away, and I think it's great. The price point is outstanding. I think the bronze pen might be the way to go, even yes. though it's the upgraded one. It's That's the one I would pretty buy. great. It's the one yeah. I would buy. It looks the best. Yes, and it's not even that much more of a price bump. Maybe ten, twenty dollars, something like that. 
from uh, uh, like, no, it's a little bit more. It's yeah, a little bit more. Forty-two pounds. I see it in pounds to fifty-six pounds if you're on the early so, backer thing. So seventy-three U.S. dollars, mm-hmm. which I think is pretty great. So, like, we both like the Ixion when it came out. The Namisu. The problem they had is they ran into Bach issues. Right? It was not Namisu problems, but they had a fulfillment issue because Box got into a production um, slowdown and people weren't able to get their nibs and Namisu um, ended up getting them late and then like the QC on them was poor. But in the past couple years, I've, I haven't seen that out of Bach nibs anymore, right? That was the hesitancy in the past about Bach nibs is they went through this real struggle with QC and production and it seems to be completely solved mm. as best as I can tell in any Bach nibs that I've seen I've received recently they seem perfectly great so um yeah like this this looks like a good pen like I I I would be in for it I haven't backed it yet if I did it would be the bronze as well I don't know if I need it so I'm thinking about it but um yeah the bronze one looks good so anything anything you want to add to that uh, I think that it looks great. I, w- I just got lost in Namisu's Kickstarter page. Did you know they had a, a cancelled project in July where they were trying to make ebonite pens? No. I, I, I don't I know how I would like how to I go read this. the details on this. So yeah. they were trying to make ebonite pens. They ended mm-hmm. up, they, they weren't, gonna, I've looked at, just looked at now, it looks like the funding was cancelled because they just weren't going to do it because their customers thought it was too, too expensive. Um, sure. Because it is expensive. and they had like, It is customizable roll stoppers i put the link in the notes so you can take mm-hmm. a look at it it's not a great looking pen really okay uh, i think i think it might have been the biggest problem it's like it doesn't really spark my interest but it's funny because like i found out about this one immediately the new one but i feel like i didn't even know this one existed and it's just a curiosity but anyway the uh the nails uh nails whatever i've forgotten how we're calling it now, now. i think it's beautiful now now, yeah. uh, I like the removable clip. I like that you can choose whether you want rollable or a fountain pen, and you can just change change it out, right? I think it's really clever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this would be an instant buy for me if they had kept the um, hexagonal pattern on the cap. It's a, yeah. I guess they're just trying to make it different than their other pen, though. Totally then, get it. Like, what product do they have, right? Then it's the same. As but the I wanted a uh, Y Studio pen made by Namisu. Sure, that's sure. what that's what I was hoping for when I initially saw the pictures. Um, but I think it's really beautiful. But I'm not planning on 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 going for this one. But I would have loved yeah. the the whole thing to be hexagonal. It would have been great. Yep, I'm with you on that. Um, that would have been like definitely the Y Studio Namisu. So um, the refill fits the Pilot G2. So it is that um, it is the ceramic roller size, which is the G2 size, Mont Blanc size, so things like that. So, yeah, yeah, they're shipping it with a Schmidt, not the not yeah. the Schmidt that we love. Right, a the Schmidt uh, ceramic roller, which is the larger capacity roller mm-hmm. ball, and it's not as good of ink as the uh, as the the. The one we like, the eighty one twenty seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a great deal. This is a good looking pen. Um, I like this company a lot. I think they make really good stuff. Uh, British so. British company. Yep, they've already met their funding goal on this one. Yeah. So and they will. The price the price looks good. So yeah, that I mean that's my takeaway. It's like it's they did another good job. It seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So very cool. Um, last couple things I want to get to. Then we'll we'll get to some ass TPA. Um, I've updated two more 
lists on the top five pin list on the pin Attic site. Probably two of the more popular lifts lists, one which never changes, which is the top five micro gel, uh, micro tip gel ink pens, which is your sub five millimeter gel ink pen category. Right, the Uniball Signo DX is the best pen there, and it's been that way for a long time. Um, the Zebra Sarasic Clip has num- been number two for a long time. Like, I think those two are the best um, by a pretty decent margin. Um, the Pilot Juice Up is number three, the Pilot High Tech C is number four, and the Uniball Signo RT1 is number five. But I really think. Like, all of my recommendations would stop after the Signo DX and the Sarasic Clip, unless you were looking for something really specific that the Pilot High Tech C can offer you. Now, I love I love the High Tech C. You know that. Everyone listening knows that. Um, it's my number two behind the DX, just because of how cool the line is. But I, I know that it's just, like, a frustrating pen for a lot of people. So, it ranks down the recommendation list um, a pretty good bit. Um, so yeah, that's a pretty stable list over the years. There's not much that changes there. My dream scenario, which I put in the notes section, is if Pentel would get rid of the Sleechy lineup completely because the barrel is so bad, but they have a good refill going and moved it into just killed off the Sleechy and then expanded on the Energel lineup and had some nicer, thinner barrels for the smaller tip pens, but not as thin as the Sleechy. Like, it went too far away from the inner gel. It needs to be between the Sleechy and the inner gel. That pen would be pretty amazing, but I don't know that they're going to do that. So, uh, you know, this is this is my little little sweet spot of the the pens that I like. I know it's not for everyone, but this is uh, this is the type of pen that made me start the pen addict way back in the day you know, trying to find that micro gel and micro tip pen. And uh, I just have a fascinate fascination and a passion for, for these pens. And I, I love them very much. Anything to say on that before we get to the real, the real fun. I have nothing to say on the next one. And I have a lot to say uh, the, the the first one. I have a lot to say on the next one. So <laughs> let's just move straight on to the next one. <laughs> <sighs> Top five fountain pens under $50. You made a fantastic change here. Okay. I feel like it's right, but I I get stuck in the titles of I get stuck in the nomenclature, right? In the details of okay, I'm saying this is the top five fountain pens under fifty dollars that I recommend, but the readers, based on the feedback that I've gotten over the, the years, use this as this is the beginner fountain pen category because that is what it actually is. And that is what it is. And for this years... Is, it serves this purpose. This is the purpose. Because under $50, that's the beginning. That's it. That's right. the beginning of a fountain pen. There, right. there isn't anything else. You know? But for years, I made it the top, fin, top five fountain pens under $50 recommendation, not considering pure beginners. There is a difference between... This is the best fountain pen you can get for under $50, and this is the best pen you can get under $50 that should be your first fountain pen. That difference is small in wording, but massive in execution because of the filling system. And yep. this is what you outlined, right? Like, whilst 
both me and you agree the best fountain pen, the actual best fountain pen you can buy for under $50 is the Twisby Eco. One of the reasons that we think it is the best fountain pen is its filling system. Mm It's great. Under $50, you get a really good piston filler, right? It's like you get that. That's what you get. And it's a demonstrator. You can see the ink sloshing around in there. Fantastic, right? Looks wonderful, and you get a great nib. But for somebody who is starting out in fountain pens, ink is a nightmare. Yeah. Right? You want to start somebody out with cartridges, preferably that come in the box, preferably that come in the pen, right? <laughs> yeah. Lamy put it in there. All you got to do is push it, and it's ready to go, right? And if that's your first fountain pen, nobody should start with bottles of ink. Like, you just shouldn't. It's too much. It's too much of a commitment. It's too, it's too scary, Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, the, whilst, you know, Twisby Eco number one, uh, it needs to move down the list a little bit, um, because of what this list actually represents. Yep. Yep. So it's like, I definitely go back and forth on it, but you know, the, my email inbox tells me how people are using this list and they're saying, I want to buy my first fountain pen. And I don't know that the Twisby Eco is the right answer for that. So it's now number three on the list. Lamy Safari, number one. Pilot Metropolitan, number two, which I still hesitate about. But it's still, even with the price increase, it's a classic. Like, it feels like what people have an idea of the fountain pen in their head. That's what the Metropolitan feels like, right? Uh, The Safari is more special than the Metropolitan. Uh, 100%. But I'm not going to put the Caveco Sport up there. No, but the Caveco Sport... The Caveco Sport is limiting in its own way because it's small. Right. So what do you put at number two? Oh, no, I agree that the Metropolitan... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I agree with the Metropolitan being number two, but I, I agree just don't with want it, it to be number two. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, I, you know, it's just like it's not... For me, and I've said it many times, mm-hmm. Safari is the best. It, it is better than... than I yeah. prefer it over the Metropolitan. It's more special than the Metropolitan. Um, mm-hmm. They work differently, but they both work fantastically. And, you know, I, I say it pains me to see the Swissby Eco go to number three because the Swissby Eco is a better pen than both of these. Like, it is mm-hmm. better value, better performing. It's more fun. It's better looking. Like, the Twisby Eco beats the Lamy Safari and the Pilot Metropolitan on every single metric, mm-hmm. except for the fact that it is not the best pen for a beginner. Yes. It just isn't. And yep. there we enter the 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 age old issue of these lists. Mm-hmm. Who are the lists for? <laughs> Who are the lists by? What do the lists mean? Right, like yeah. it's it's a nightmare because it's it as we've said many times. These are like some. T- it it, it kind of goes back and forth. Sometimes they are Brad's favorites, and sometimes they are what is the best. And it is that idea of like your favorite movie probably isn't Citizen Kane, but Citizen Kane is considered to be by many the best movie ever made, right? Right. But like best and your favorite, very different. Like they're very different things. Yeah. So So I try to look at it from that perspective as these lists are recommendations, which is why I added on these, these posts, my personal use, like you won't see the pilot metropolitan, like probably in my top 10 in this in this price range, right? I never use that pen. Like, I'll use the Pilot Pereira and Pilot Kakuno a thousand times more than I'll use the, the Pilot Metropolitan. But then then I can go put the Twisby Eco, number one, on my personal use, Kaveco Sport, number two, because I use them all the time, and Safari, number three, then the two the two 
Pilot's Prayer and Kakuno. So like like that's my favorite list, right? Because that's what I always use. But when you're going to recommend something like the Platinum Preppy needs to be on that list because of the price point and the quality you get for that price, you know, that should be in that recommendation list for someone to consider. So this one's a tough this one's a tough one. Um not I mean the answers are pretty clear but the order in which they present themselves and what you're trying what I'm trying to accomplish with this list is not always as straightforward as I'd like it to be. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you said you're on board with like this change because I I've had the Twisby Eco up there for a couple of years and I like I've gotten enough comments to where people don't want to buy that pen for someone and I was like okay I I I get it now. It makes sense, but it's difficult. Yep. Yep, yep. So um yeah, so this is fun. Uh this is a fun way for me to get this top five list updated. It's gonna take me another couple months, but I've done what three or four of these now. So yeah, I'm happy with how it's going. I'm gonna keep it going. I'm just kinda not necessarily going in order, I'm just kinda mixing and matching which mm-hmm. one I wanna do, which one feels right. Like I was looking at the one hundred to two hundred uh dollar fountain pen uh, range top five list and that's going to be a big change. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to, I need to put some thoughts into that. That's going to be uh, a little bit of a mess. Um, in in a good way. Like I, I just think it just needs a lot of change. So anyway, if you ever have any, have any thoughts, if anyone, any listener has any thoughts on these top five lists, I'm, I'm all ears because feedback is what made me change this one. So it's good. All right. Uh, let's run out the episode with a handful of ask TPA question. Mm-hmm. Uh, first one today comes from Myron. This is a, a it's come from an email, so it's a longer one. Um, not so much of a question for you guys, but more of a pen adjacent question. With the advent of Kickstarter and other crowdsource funding platforms, have you ever thought about or had any experience backing non-pen campaigns that relate to cottage industries that seem to have developed as a result of these platforms? I'm sure there are plenty, but the ones that I keep coming back to relate to everyday carry items and gaming stuff. Just curious if there are other uh, things other than pens that you guys seem to come back to regularly and how those arenas have grown in recent years. Um, so I would say that one that Myron mentions is the one that I see the most is gaming. And this can either be video games or board games, card games. Like those two things have like blown through the roof because of Kickstarter, especially physical games, right? So like card and board games, like that industry has seen an absolute resurgence because of Kickstarter. And that seems to be the core place for that type of creation right because it's a very expensive upfront cost for the design Mm -hmm. and production of that platform and you just don't see a website popping up with all this new game stuff right it's on kickstarter because of the marketing that's built into that the history of the similar products on there i always look um at bags and backpacks on there and almost never buy them because they're not unique enough and I don't think they're interesting enough. So those those fall a little bit short for me. I do like the other adjacent items like the dice market on there seem to be pretty good, um, you know, which is just a, a random random thing that goes along with the games. It just goes along with your, your thought on the gaming popularity on there. So I've backed... See, I've backed some playing card uh, ones. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't backed too many non-stationary ones, though, mm-hmm. now that I think about it. A couple bags, a couple of games, 
Um, I've never, the one thing I've never backed, which I've never considered backing, is the digital games. That's, those tend to be like really long drawn out and some of them end up really really good yeah but but that seems to be more of a black hole of talk about delay campaigns video like video game kickstarter campaigns they get like serious delays yeah yeah i've backed i think two video games that just ended up cancelled after multiple years of development because it's just too expensive to make a video game have you backed any of the hyped products that didn't deliver like any of the you know the one the big products that make the news like the whatever that cooler was you know that did all the things and had like the blender and the stereo and those yeah things and, i don't think i've ever i've ever backed yeah, any either. of those like the big ones that didn't go yeah. anywhere yeah me neither me neither so uh i am looking at cwnt's new watch campaign saw that saw that yesterday i mean you know, i mean you know i love them and that's just i mean that looks like a brad watch doesn't it i like it a lot um, it's actually the the one of their campaigns that I'm the most interested in, like design wise. Mm-hmm. I actually really love the design. It's called yeah. the Solid State Watch. They've taken this like super rock solid like um, movement. It's like a digital movement. The Casio, mm-hmm. uh, it's a Casio movement, I think. Yes. And yes. they have just encased it in resin. Mm-hmm. But what that means is you 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 can't change the time once the time is set. Yeah, you set it to your time zone. I think it is set to your time zone. Okay. Because you can't set it. Right. It's set before (laughs) they put it in the resin. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right? And that this, you know, that they went with this because it's like rock solid and it lasts for a long time. Yeah, so 10 years. I think they they plan on, they have like, it has like a 10 year uh, life cycle. Yeah, and it will die then. Like you yeah, can't, and I don't it, think you can replace the battery on it. But the thing that um, the thing that that that, that gets me uh, is the daylight savings time. Yeah, and I love that on their website they kind of just like, well, there's nothing you can do about it. Maybe buy two, <laughs> <laughs> and they do a two pack. You know, yeah, you can get a discount a on, a two, on a two pack. I just love them so much. They are so weird in the mm-hmm. best way possible. Like, who thinks of this stuff? Well, apparently them too. So I love I, them. I, I like this one. It, it is of their... Uh, it's you a know great as well, They put a little orange dot over the date. Oh, yeah. Because the date won't st- won't work, right? Because you can't yep. change it. I actually really like the way that they have created a thing which is ultimately flawed, but they've turned it into a selling point and then have pushed it, right? They've pushed it um, and yeah. they thought about it. Because like the date, they have to they have to hide the date window or the date on it mm-hmm. because the date will be wrong after the first non thirty one day month or whatever. Yeah, when um, you like think about what they make, it's just fa- it's fascinating. It's very it's, clever. Like, can you imagine sitting around the dinner table with them too, and like what comes out of their brains? Like, how does this happen? That's why mm-hmm. I love them so much. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Design wise, it's good. It fits in my wheelhouse but like i don't want to buy two of them and it will annoy me that i can only wear it for like six months of the year yeah so it's cool though yeah cool all right osuats what pen in existence the most gaudy and impractical would you own if money was no issue Mm. Mm. i mean come on i don't know if i want to own the chaos pen though i the high-end one not the regular one we saw they have the that's like the six or nine thousand one. They have like a fifty thousand dollar one, I think. I mean, I guess it is that thing of just like, well, then I have it. 
<laughs> right? I don't want it, but like, mm. if the case would, is then I can just have it, then I, yeah. I guess I would just, I would just have it. I mean, I, I, I can't come up with an answer other than that. Any other, any other answer I come up with would be practical. That one is impractical. Right. I, I think the problem is the way the question is asked, mm-hmm. because. There is only one pen that comes to both of our minds when you phrase the question that way, right? That like you can own anything, no matter how gaudy and impractical. So, well, I'm going mm-hmm. to the chaos pen if if you're yeah. going to phrase it that way, yeah, you know, because there's all there's all the the Montegra- the wild Montegrappa stuff, you know, with the samurai and the Lord of the Rings and the um, Game of Thrones, but those aren't usable. Like I've never found those to be usable. I've had the chance to hold those. I want to use this pen, right? There has to be some practicality in my usage of it, or otherwise I, I'm really not interested in, in even if I have carte blanche. Um, so is it some, you know, fancy Mont Blanc or Caran d'Ache that's like diamond studded and all that? Like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, I want to tell the story of the chaos pen, right? You know there's, what? There's an I've inherent just story. Found, I, have, I haven't seen this one before. They're making a queen pen, mm-hmm. like the band Queen, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like a chaos pen. You know Let's they see. haven't even got the price. It's like price on request, but you can have a you can get make you can get a gold one and eight carat gold one. There you go. I'd get this one. This yeah. is what I would get. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on. The, I'm I'm gonna go with the chaos pen, but I, I'm with you. Like it has to be something like that. And man, Montegrappa does such a good job. <laughs> good they job do like this. they do as a good a job as you can do with this type of yeah. design. You right? know, because it yeah. is like complicated. <laughs> Right, like so, they. I think they do a they they do a good job, and it's it. a commitment too. Like, I mean, they're not making thousands of these. Like, they got a like, yeah, this is it's impressive. Mm-hmm. They come out with way more than I could uh, than I thought they'd be able to, like per year, right? Styles per year, it's several. Yeah, like I didn't even know about that queen one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, pulp and pen asks. I believe you mentioned you're doing a hand lettering course. Please, please share. So yeah, I'm taking John Contino's online workshop. Um, I haven't done it in the past couple of weeks. I'm right at the, I'm like through 14 lessons or something like that. Still going through like the beginning stages. So I'm about to hit phase two. When I get all the way through it, I will um, share the results, but we can put a link in the show notes. Um, I forget the, I think it's just John Contino's hand lettering or custom lettering course. I I forget the exact title, but we'll link it and put it in the show notes for you. Michael Canavino has a silly ass TPA. I'll be the judge of that. If there was a really good ink eraser, would you use it regularly, or do you like the permanence of pens? That is not silly at all. That's a very good question. What do you think, Mike? If there was one that worked, I would use it. Yeah, I would. I well, still at least use it own I it for when I, I needed it. it. I just don't use. I just don't use erasers as a habit. Neither do I. But if there was one that existed, I would want one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I would if it actually worked. I guess I would have it, right? But we're just so, you know, have this just belief that there's no such product. Like, it's hard to wrap your head around it, being able to do that. Yeah. But if you could come up with the magic that did it, sure, I I would use it. Yeah, I I would just own it in case I ever wanted it, you know? Yeah, but in general, I'm not an eraser, even though I like, I buy erasers to play around with. All right, Kruger Lawyer asks, what makes one ink wetter than another ink? Is it the chemicals used or the way they are mixed? Or are the wetter inks simply diluted more? 
Um, that's a tough question because uh, neither one of us are the chemists yeah. uh, in this in this episode, and I keep threatening to get someone in who is. But yeah, I mean, there's different different chemicals used in ink manufacturing, and you know the way um, these inks are made and in the specific uh, recipes and formulas that these ink makers uh, use do have different agents that allow the ink to be wetter, drier, things like that. So. Um, I don't think it's a simple dilution thing. I think they have um, just, you know, different chemicals that they know to behave a certain way when mixed a certain way. So, yeah, it's a whole process, but it is mostly purposeful, I would say. All right. I think that about wraps it up for this episode. All right. Um, uh, if you would like to send in questions for a future episode, just send out a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA. You can email them to hello at penaddict.com. Um, if you want to find Brad online, go to penaddict.com. You can go to um, knock.co. You can go to spokedesign.com. Mm-hmm. Twitch.tv slash penaddict. <laughs> you can go there Tuesdays, Thursdays, 10 a.m. Eastern. We got new emotes that the I got. The new emote is amazing. I got half of a pen emote that's been approved, and the like. The front, the front section has not been approved yet because there are four individual emotes. It's ridiculous. It's so, <laughs> so we good. Had, we had a backup. Yeah, uh, Young Khan is amazing. He does yeah. awesome work. I'll put a it link. Ca- in the it show came notes, out so, so good. It came out so good. It's ridiculous. So people that want to see it, there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to see <laughs> the, the emote. It's it. I, oh man, is it is it based on the demonstrator Sailor. pro gear? Yep, Sailor Pro gear, orange translucent Sailor Pro gear. It's it's killer. I don't yeah, know what I, else to I say. absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, you can find me online. I'm I Mike. I am Y K E. You can find uh, more about this show and more at Relay.fm slash shows. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much to Squarespace for their support. And we'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs> <laughs>